This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning try. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday, and welcome back to the Winning Drive Podcast. I'm Rita Hubbard, the NFL Chick, co-host of the Glenn and Rita Show on 105.7 The Fan, with my guy Cordell Woodland from Shaking It Up Sports and the Ravens Reporter or 105.7 The Fan. And if you can see us on YouTube, you can see my guy is at the castle right now doing the hard work uh, for Odyssey and 105.7 The Fan. We appreciate you, Cordell. So, uh, Ravens, we know, locked up the number one seed as well as the AFC North Division. And we are into week 18 as they are hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, as we know by now, John Harbaugh has come out and said that Lamar Jackson um, will not play. And there are going to be a plethora of other guys that will not be playing. So the conversation that has been, uh, I think, a big part of the chatter is, do you take the rest versus rust? And in this case, it feels like Harbaugh is taking the rest. And, um, uh, and you know, the rust, he is just going to take the, the chance on that. Um, I want to know your thoughts, Cordell, in terms of the decision-making here. Do you like the idea? I want to bring in the fact that um, there will be bad weather on Saturday, I believe, during when game time. Some people are saying snow. Some people are saying rain. They're saying that Baltimore is on the line between snow and rain, so probably some sleep there. So um, given that information and knowing that the Ravens have already solidified their spot in the playoffs, how do you feel about this decision? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, I think it's one that maybe we think is a bigger dilemma than maybe they think. You know, I think it's probably a simpler um, process for them than it is for us. But, it's you know, it's our job to kind of analyze the totality of 
the situation. Um, I think rest versus rust is tough because people assume that when you rest, it comes with rust, right? And I don't know if the two are necessarily um, married to each other in every case. I think it's a situation by situation basis. You know your team. Can your team handle that? And I, for the record, I, I do believe we're going to see more starters playing than maybe people think. Or, you know, probably not the whole game, but I do think we're going to see probably a couple more series here and there. Yeah. So um, you mentioned the, the weather, those are all the factors. But look, if you're the Ravens, number one thing you're worried about right now is being as healthy as you can going into the postseason. That is the number one thing with one regular season game left. You've already accomplished everything that you can possibly accomplish in the regular season, uh, including some individual stuff with people like Lamar Jackson, who's probably locked up the MVP. I, I just think you, you've done so many good things to this point in the season. You, you've had an incredible year so far to put yourself in a position to lose a potential key player in a meaningless game for you um, would be hugely impactful for this team going forward. So I, I think that's what they're worried about. Like I said, I still expect some starters to play, but I think that they're going to try to keep guys as healthy as possible uh, by the time this game is over. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we look. We have to look at it like this. Um, the Steelers are still um, scratching for a spot in the playoffs, so they're going to bring their A game um, as they move, you know, and trying to move into the postseason, which means guys like T.J. Watt are going to play at their highest level and, you know, other guys on that team. And I'm just not willing to risk my quarterback um, for that because it's a, a rivalry game. There's a lot of people out there that's like, oh, but it's the Steelers. Are you worried about the battle or are you worried about the war? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think, and I don't know how to put that in any other context for people to understand that this is just one part of it, right? Or are you worried about the sprint or the marathon? If you want to go something a little bit lighter, right? Do you <laughs> want to worry about the sprint or do you want to worry about the marathon? I'm not worried about the sprint. I'm worried about getting to the end of the line at the marathon. You know what I'm saying? And so, Worrying about the Steelers because they're a division rival. Obviously, if something was on the line, this is a completely different conversation. There's nothing on the line here. So who cares that it's the Pittsburgh Steelers? If they win the Steelers and they want to brag about sweeping the Ravens, okay. <laughs> like, you know, good for them? I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I don't think that there's anything of that. Added the fact that the weather is not going to be good. I just think that you just have to make sure that you preserve the people that you feel like have the best chance of helping you win two weeks from this weekend. So I think that this is a good idea. I think that also, Cordell, a lot of hesitation about this decision comes from what happened in 2019. Mm -hmm. We know that they got a buy in 2019. We know that they were able to chill, you know, because they were 14 and two back then. Um, but I don't consider this team to be the same. They're not right. the same. The personnel is different. There's two different coordinators now. There's different parts now. Lamar is more mature. He was only a second-year player in 2019. Now he's, you know, a, what, a sixth-year starter. So I don't know why we can't put that to bed. And Lamar even was asked about that, and he was just like, you know, we got to let that stuff go. And he's right. We do have to let it go. And that includes uh, understanding that everybody that's on that team knows what 
the goal is. And thinking that they will be complacent or be rusty, I think is not giving them enough credit, them being the players, them being the coaches. Um, I think that they're clearly aware of what happened the last time, but they also understand that this is a different makeup and that um, they have to do what's best to preserve their best players in terms of um, having a deep playoff push. So I have no problems with uh, the Ravens putting their guys on the bench and having somebody else come in. Um, We'll talk about Tyler Huntley later. You know, I mean, who's to say that the Ravens are going to lose because guys are not playing? The last time this happened in 2019, where the Ravens played backups, it included their backup quarterback at the time, RG3, they beat the Steelers. So it's not to say that they can't go out there and win this game, even still. Um, And I would also say, to your point about comparing the 2019, not only is this a different team, but people have to get out of this idea of, oh, whatever, whatever they think didn't work, in 2019, you're going to do the opposite. That's not yep. that's not the formula of success. That's like going and put putting together a parlay, and you 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 put all you got five bets on there, and then you make another one with the opposite of all those five bets. You could lose both tickets. You know what I'm yep. saying? In, in theory, you could lose on both. So I think I think that this is a situation where people just have to understand that. Look, they didn't get knocked out of the playoffs that year because they rested guys. That's not why they lost. Um, and I and I think John Harbaugh was on point when we asked when we spoke to him on uh, Wednesday about that. That people need to kind of go back and rewatch that game. The Ravens had over 500 yards of total offense in that game. I mean, they lost because they couldn't finish drives in the end zone and they weren't able to capitalize on big plays. Oh, and they couldn't stop the run. I mean, stop big plays either. <laughs> yeah, couldn't couldn't stop the big plays. I mean, and yeah, and that was and that wasn't a team that was built to play from behind. And this one, at the same time, hasn't played from behind a lot, but we have seen them come from behind. And I think that their makeup is better equipped to play the style of play that postseason football needs you to play. Because in the playoffs, teams are looking to take away what you do best which is what happened in 19. And the Ravens weren't equipped at the time to counter that. They weren't equipped to become some out of nowhere, this great passing offense. And not to say that they're a great passing offense right now, but they're good enough in the pass game. Yeah, very Mm -hmm. efficient. And they're good enough in the run game by far to be able to beat you any way you want on the offensive side. So, I mean, I I, I don't, like I said, I don't don't think, think the way to look at it which is the way a lot of people seem to be doing is to just say, yeah, whatever they did in 19, let's do the total opposite. If we rest the guys then, then yeah, we need to play them right now. No, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think that's the case because then somebody goes out there, God forbid gets hurt. And, and then it's, Oh, well, what? and that's what happened in 19. Andrews got hurt in the back of the year. Mark Ingram got hurt in the back of the year. So look, it, it, health is the number one priority for the Ravens right now, as it should be. 110%. Um, and also, this team has more balance than mm-hmm. 2019. Um, you know, you have guys, if, if you want to take away the run, if that's what you choose to do as a defense, good luck, because then they're going to pass the ball. And they've shown you that they can do such. So you're going to have to pick your poison. And Lamar Jackson, at the end of the day, is still going to be the X factor, who is now 
um, a few years in, in terms of his career in the NFL. So there's a lot of growth that he's had over the years. Um, there's a lot of uh, growth that I'm sure Harbaugh has learned during what happened. And I just think that this is the best decision that needs to be made to make sure that this football team is ready um, in the divisional round. So um, I am with the rest. Cordell is with the rest. Uh, we believe that that is the best idea. If the Steelers win, okay, great. They, hey, you you don't get constellation prizes around here. The goal is the Super Bowl, not the goal is to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers after you've won the AFC North, okay? So that's just what it's going to be, and um, I am completely okay with this decision. Now, we got to have a conversation. Do you think that they should add someone to their roster? We'll talk about that more here on Winning Drive. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So as we know, Cordell, Dalvin Cook uh, was released mutually by the Jets and uh, potentially will be a free agent. And so, of course, there's been conversation because, as we know, um, in the before the season started in preseason, he was a free agent and he was being courted by the likes of Miami, the likes of the Jets. There was some chatter about if he could potentially be a fit in Baltimore. I think you and I have different opinions about this and I'm going to let you start because I'm curious to know what your thoughts are if the Ravens decided to uh, add Dalvin Cook to their roster. Uh, Dalvin Cook. A name. (laughs) He's a name. I'll give him that. Um, (laughs) He's a name. uh, I don't think the production matches the name anymore. Uh, I think I thought Dalvin Cook when the Vikings decided to move on from him. Um, I thought he was, I thought he had little left to give. Um, and I, the reason I thought that was because he just wasn't a guy that you could really depend on to get positive yardage more times than not. It's either going for 30 plus yards or it's going for probably under three yards. Um, and so you look at him with the Jets this year, and granted, Brees Hall is there, and I think Brees Hall is a heck of a talent. Um, so I'm not, I don't have an issue with Dalvin Cook not starting over Brees Hall or not getting the opportunities that Brees Hall was getting when hit when healthy. But even when Brees Hall wasn't there, especially earlier in the year, Dalvin Cook wasn't the guy. Um, I just the Jets were reluctant to play him, and then when they did play him. I felt like I got to see why they were reluctant to play him. And all of that, plus the Ravens, 
we talked about Justice Hill's issues with the mesh point with Lamar in the past. I mean, how long has Justice Hill been here? You know, how long has he and Lamar been on the same team with each other practicing together? It was times in the offseason where Justice Hill's the only healthy back they had. And yet they have had their issues at times in the read option game. I, I think the Ravens ask a lot of their running backs. <clears throat> and I don't think it's uh I don't think it's it's an easy thing to have a running back jump in and just jump on his moving train and all of a sudden he's out there producing. Not to say he'd be a starter here either. He wouldn't be. Um he'd be kind of, I guess, the substitution for Melvin Gordon. But Melvin Gordon's been here all off season. He knows the scheme. He has camaraderie camaraderie with the guys. Um I just don't see the value in Dalvin Cook joining the team this late in the season. I, I, I don't think he changes anything. He doesn't change the tra- trajectory of the season. He doesn't raise it by coming and he doesn't drop it by not coming. I, I just think they'd be better. They're better off with what they have instead of bringing in somebody new that could possibly be a distraction because then he's this, you know, at least immediately the story is, oh, Dalvin Cook is added to Baltimore. And I just don't think he's, he warrants that type of attention right now with what they're trying to accomplish. Okay. I think that that's a fair point. So I, I'm going to go into the other side of this. I hate um, going first because I, of course you're, you're going to have a, a, a somebody got somebody got to be on the other side of this. It's going to be me, right? I mean, that's what debates are about. When you, when, when people have debates, somebody got to give one side, somebody got to give the other. So All right. Cordell is anti- um, Dalvin Cook coming to the Ravens. Cool. I am willing to kick the tires on Dalvin Cook for a number of reasons. And, and, and look, I think that you can put him on the practice squad. You know, I don't think that he's going to be activated. A uh, couple of reasons, right? The Ravens have already lost two running backs. They lost, um, you know, Keaton Mitchell and they lost J.K. Dobbins. And so currently we're looking at Justice Hill, who you know that I love, um, Je- um, Gus Edwards and Melvin Gordon. Um, and look, Melvin Gordon, I, I'm still very cautious about Melvin Gordon because we know Melvin Gordon's past, right? Um, yes, Brees Hall is the starter for the Jets, but ultimately he only has 816 rushing yards for the season. Um, that offensive line is very, very bad. And while um, while Dalvin Cook has only had 214 yards for this year, the year before he had 1173 total yards and average 4.5 yards a carry i'm sorry i I, I, you gotta to me this sounds like he's a product of the environment in which he's in and the jets aren't a good football team and they definitely don't have a good offensive line and they play on that bad turf in uh metlife so i just think that those factors and when you look at his previous sense prior to this year cordell he's had over 1100 yards in four consecutive seasons so the 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 drastic drop off to me is not a Dalvin Cook issue. It's a New York Jets issue. And I just am willing to say, well, look, obviously we got three other guys here, right? But we know that the run game is very important to the Ravens in terms of, of what it is that they want to do. And I think that Dalvin Cook is still a very talented player. And I'm willing to at least add him to the practice squad. So in case there's somebody that is not going to be able to play, then, you know, he could potentially come up and, you know, help what this team does. I do agree with you that he can be boom or bust. But I do think that in this offense, he would have a better showing than what he did 
um, in New York for, you know, the reasons that I've already mentioned. I'm really just here for the depth purposes. Um, mm. And again, I, I think personally, Dalvin Cook is probably better than Melvin Gordon. Um, I understand that Melvin Gordon has been here all year. So I understand the logic of, okay, but he's been here since training camp. You, you know, he knows the playbook, all of those things. All of that is fair. Uh, but ultimately, I just want to make sure that if push comes to shove and if something happens, if there's an injury, you don't feel like, oh, no, this is really bad. I remember how everybody felt when they saw Keaton Mitchell go down. And, you know, for me, I felt comfortable, you know, with it because I felt like Justice Hill would be just fine. Um, however, if, you know, knock on wood, another running back goes down, then how are we going to feel? It is going to feel a little pinchy. You're going to feel a little stressed. And I think that Dalvin Cook is probably the best option that would be out there. So that is my argument for at yeah. least kicking the tires. At least I ain't saying you got to sign him. I'm just saying that you can kick the tires. Yeah, I'm, I mean, and I, I hear that. And you make a lot of valid points. I, I just, Dalvin, it's, with running backs, the drop off, the drop off can be sudden at times. You know what I'm saying? And I and I hear you on Dalvin's past. I, I I used to really. It's not that I have anything against Dalvin Cook. He's he's had a great career. I thought he had a really good career in Minnesota. Um, I it's something to be said though with the fact that Minnesota was able to move on from him when they did, and and then he gets to New York. And I hear you on the the no question that offensive line is not good in New York. The offense in general is not good in New York. It's a one-dimensional right. offense. Um, <laughs> that and, and I definitely agree that Dalvin Cook would be, have more production in this offense, but I think you could say that about pretty much every running back in the league, that they're going mm -hmm. to probably thrive in this offense. Um, so, it, it, when it, so when you look at all of that, it becomes to the other stuff. You know what I'm saying? It, it becomes to the intangibles, like I mentioned, Gordon being here all year, the fact of running backs, and now you got to, Lamar's got to get used to, you know, Dalvin Cook, and Dalvin Cook's got to get used to Lamar on the mesh point, and all these different things, and how Todd Monken wants to do it. it, it and that was one of the big things in the offseason, in, in training camp and stuff, Todd Monken, and the way he likes to coach these guys. That was that was a big talking point at that time of the year. So I, I I just think it's it's late in the year to play catch up, um, but I definitely hear you on depth, especially at the running back position. And if the Ravens want to get to where they want to be, you can't afford for an injury to be the right. reason you don't get right. there. So I, I definitely yeah. I definitely hear that. I guess for the Ravens, they would just need to weigh the pros and the cons. Is it is it valuable to add him to this roster right now? For me, I don't think it changes their trajectory. Uh, with him being added, I, I just don't think the, you know, the noise that'll come with it is worth, because even if he is a practice squad guy, now everybody's, well, when is Dalvin Cook going to get in? I mean, we know what he can do. Let's put him in. And let's, uh, it's, it's just a headache that nobody even, then then you who, who snaps is he going to take? Justice Hills, you know, because it's always Hill that ends up being the guy that has to take the back seat. It always ends up working that way. So, I don't know. I I hear you, but I, I, I don't I wouldn't do it. And we'll see what they do. Well, I've, I've seen the yeah. same rumors you probably seen. So we'll see. At, at, at most to me, he's an insurance policy. Mm -hmm. I don't think that I'm expecting Dalvin Cook to come in and have any impact 
unless he's called upon because someone is not able to play. That's really it for me. And look, I'd um, take him over Owen Wright, you know, Owen Wright, the other running back that's on the practice squad. And I mean, yeah, I'd take Dalvin Cook over Owen. Sorry, Owen, we don't be no harm. I gave you the numbers about Dalvin Cook last year. You got to at least check and see if he has anything left in the tank, you know, Owen. So, you know, it won't be no harm, but um, yeah, for me, it's just nothing more than an insurance policy. I, I, I definitely am with you that I don't think he's like gonna come in and like it, it's you know, basically, if an injury happens, do you want somebody to be able to step up and um, you feel like you don't miss too much of a beat in that regard? Mm-hmm. And I think that Dalvin Cook would be um, the viable option, but like you said, we'll see how this goes. I mean, you know, for now it's still quiet. We ain't heard nothing. I don't think he's been picked up by anybody, but um, we'll see if someone find Miami could potentially be possible. Although I think that they're good with uh, a, a they were chain. a top two destination when he was in the offseason, and that obviously now, where he's from. Depending on if Mozart is, you know going to be more injured, I feel like that that's probably where they'd lean to. Mm-hmm. But um, if they feel like that uh, Mozart is a more of a, like, you know, just a couple weeks type of injury, maybe not. But it will be interesting to see how this unfolds as we get closer to the playoffs here. Uh, let's talk about the preview uh, of the Steelers game. Even though it doesn't mean anything to the Ravens, it still is going to happen. And we'll talk about the impact that the guys that are playing will have this coming Saturday. So again, as we know, the uh, Ravens are sitting a good amount of their starters against the Steelers this weekend. Yes, it is a rivalry game. Most games that are played, if not all, are rival games this weekend. Um, So, you know, there's other teams and other divisions that have something to play for, but a lot of teams are resting their starters. The Steelers, however, are not because they're trying to win to get into the playoffs. And Tyler Huntley, who we got to say, Pro Bowl Tyler Huntley, okay? Mm-hmm. Pro Bowl Tyler Huntley will be starting. Tyler Huntley had one pass last week, and it was caught for a touchdown, and he had a perfect passer rating, Cordell. So what we're not going to do is act like Tyler Huntley can't go out there and win football games. And look, Tyler has has played, we know, um, at the end of both 2021 and 2022 to end the season, um, although he did end up, two and two um, in the regular season. And then we know that they lost the, the playoff game eventually in Cincinnati. Um, he is capable of winning football games. So um, let's preview real quick um, how we think that this game will go, being as though the Ravens are resting so many guys. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Ravens have a shot to win. Like I said earlier, you know, they, they, beat, they beat them in 2019 with a backup quarterback. And- yeah. Um, it could it could definitely happen again, and and I do think we'll see some starters on the field. How much? Who knows? Probably not very long. Um, you'll have a couple of guys out there trying to get incentives, um, but other than that, I don't I don't I don't think you'll see guys playing into the fourth quarter. But hey, in 2019, there were guys starters that played into the fourth quarter. Peters and Marlon Humphrey among those guys that pretty much played that whole game. So um, I think. I think that the Steelers are desperate and they they found a way to win their last two games. Um, I am curious to see how hurt Najee Harris is, who's been on the injury report this week. Uh, but Jalen Warren obviously is just fine if it's just him by himself. 
And the Ravens have kind of struggled with some of those smaller, strong, quick running backs, uh, like the Kyron Williams and Jerome Fords yeah. of the world. They they struggle yep. with some of these types of backs. So I, I think Warren is probably a guy that they don't want to see a lot of uh, on mm-hmm. Saturday. Um, they're going to see him anyway. So Yeah, they, they, they definitely will. They definitely will. Their- Although Najee has played better the last few weeks, he's still mm-hmm. their best running back in my opinion. Oh yeah, I mean Warren Warren is a stud, and I and I and I, I do like Najee. I still like Najee. I think yeah, not obviously Najee Najee's vision needs to improve, and among other things, but I, I still think Najee could be a really good back in this league. Um, that said, this, that's 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 what the Steelers are doing. They're running the ball down your throat. They're running it down your throat, and. That is one of the reasons why I would be cautious if I'm the Ravens about playing some of these front seven defensive guys uh, or, depend, you know, trying to figure out how much I'm going to play these guys because this is going to be a physical game. Pittsburgh forces it to be that way. I mean, that's how the Ravens play anyway. But when these two teams get together, you already know how it goes. Um, so there won't be any dancing around or just trying to get out of here healthy. Pittsburgh is coming out there looking to play a real football game, despite what everybody in Baltimore may think about this game. So um, I think Baltimore still has a shot to win. I'm yeah. probably still going to pick them, to be honest with you. I'm probably really? still going to pick the. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably still going to pick them. I, I think even with Pittsburgh playing better over the last couple of weeks, I don't trust the Steelers right now. Yeah. I, I don't, Mason Rudolph, I'm not. I'm not impressed. I'm, I'm not impressed by Mason Rudolph. Um, I really. I mean, you know, I, I'm not necessarily a part of you guys' whole rivalry. That I, I leave that to the to the fans and you guys, but. I don't want to see Pittsburgh in the postseason. I don't want to see Mason Rudolph or Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett. You're, just or not, whoever you're saying this they, because you're not interested in the the construct of the team, not because you're concerned. I want to be clear. No, not concerned. In okay. no way am right. I concerned. I'm concerned right. about falling asleep on the couch watching the game. <laughs> That's what I'm concerned about if Pittsburgh is in the postseason. I, I have no concern. I don't think they're a threat to anybody. Um, their style uh, of play for some teams – is a problem, but in the postseason when you're playing all legit teams, I, I don't I don't need to see that team in in that mix. I'm sorry, I don't want to see that. So I'm picking the Ravens just for my own personal preference to not have to see Pittsburgh <laughs> in January. Um, I think Tyler Huntley and those guys get it done. I think this offense will still find a way to make it happen. I do think guys like Bateman may get a lot of run on Saturday, which would be good to see. Um, so I, I think they'll have no problem scoring. And I still think defensively they'll be sound. You know, they obviously, if when they're missing all of their key guys out there for the majority of the game, it won't be the same. But I, I still think this team is going to be good enough to beat them. Yeah, I, I really, you know, look, I, I really am confident with a lot of the backups. This will be an opportunity for us to see a lot of guys like uh, Charlie Kolar. Um, mm-hmm. I would like to think gets a lot of tight end looks, um, which I think that he should. You know, um, you know, he's earned that opportunity, in my opinion. Uh, I would think Melvin Gordon would get more burn in this type of game, oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. which is something that, you know, I think would be good for him as well. Um Tavius Robinson, I'm interested in to see what he's going to look like defensively. Um, you know, maybe Trenton Simpson start gets uh-huh. gets in and 
you know, get some burn. So there's guys that I am interested in seeing how they play and how they show up. I'm sure Ben Cleveland will probably be playing again because, you know, Kevin Zeitler is still dealing with an injury anyway. So you'll start seeing guys like Fa'alele and, you know, um, uh, Ben Cleveland and and those such and, and sorts. I I am interested in seeing how well the, this backup team will play against the Steelers because depth is important. And even if it's not collectively good, like you know, I'm from an individual standpoint, I'm just curious to know how this will all work out uh, for the Ravens um, because you just don't know. You know, when things when someone you know needs to step up. You need to know who's who's going to be able to step up when their number is called. And so this is going to be the game that shows us who is going to step up and who's not. So there's a lot of things that, yes, I know, you know, oh, well, the Steelers are this. But there's a lot of interesting tidbits from, you know, a backup perspective that we will be watching and looking forward to when we watch this game because these are guys that, you know, they're yes, they're backups, but they tend to get in the games anyway. Like we saw Tavius Robinson get in the game last week. We saw Charlie Charlie Kolar get in the game. So they're getting in the games anyway, but now they're just gonna have extended time like this was a preseason game. And so um I'm just curious to know how they'll play against a Steelers team that is reeling and trying to get into the playoffs. And I a think, lot of these guys, I think also to your point, like Tyler Huntley is probably is pretty much auditioning for his next team at this point. Trenton team, Simpson, yep. they want to look at him because you know Queen probably won't be here. So you gotta see what you have in got in a guy like Trenton Simpson to see how you're gonna approach this offseason. Malik Harrison, it'd be a great game to see him out there. He hasn't yep. uh been at practice this uh really this week. So if that's unfortunate because I think this is a game that they really love to get a lot out of him but yeah i think there's going to be quite a few guys that have that that this game is going to have an impact on their next season for them individually and I, some of and for in some ways for the ravens I'm, I'm confident that this ravens team can hang around i mean we saw what, the, what what they were doing last year when they played the steelers with tyler huntley and i just think that tyler huntley is um there's less stress for him in this situation uh-huh. because uh-huh. he's not playing as a starter because Lamar is out. You know what I'm saying? He's mm-hmm. playing because Lamar is resting. So I think that there's the, the stress of him playing at a high level. He's going to want to play at a high level regardless. Let me be clear. But the, the stress factor of, oh, I got to play well because, you know, we're trying to get into the playoffs is a different scenario. And he's probably able to play a little bit more relaxed um, for this game on Sunday. So I think that Huntley can do just fine, and I think he will, and I'm with you. I think that the Ravens find a way to win this one in a close game on Justin Tucker. Welcome back to the party because we know, you know, last week we didn't see a whole lot of you except when you was kicking extra points, but, that, hey, that's a good thing. So maybe mm-hmm. this will be the Justin Tucker show, and maybe he will find a way to win this one for the Ravens at the end of regulation. I think that the Ravens find a way to pull this one off and potentially get the Pittsburgh Steelers out of here and out of the playoffs, hopefully for Cordell's sake, because he said he already yes. bored if they <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He well, already bored. Ladies and gentlemen, he does not want to see the Pittsburgh Steelers for fear of boredom in the wildcard weekend. Uh, Before we go, we got to shout out the seven pro bowlers that the Ravens have. Um, What was your most surprising one, if any, or were you not surprised? Uh, I'm I'm always slightly surprised when Kevin Zeidler isn't selected. Yes, I I, I agree. 
you know, a large portion of this process goes to the voting of coaches and players. So, you know, I'm kind of, I feel like Kevin Zeitler is the type of guy that coaches would love to watch film of. So I'm a little surprised that he uh, didn't make it. Um, I'm not really surprised that Gino didn't make it. I mean, I can see why some people may be surprised, but Gino's just not a household name yet. And when you look at guys like Makeup Fitzpatrick, who um, is having a pretty good year himself and also has the name to carry it, it is this is a popularity contest. And on the flip side, you look at Justin Tucker. I mean, I don't know. As, as great as I think Justin Tucker is, I don't know if Tucker makes it, if Dustin Hopkins probably is healthy or something like that. So I don't know. Um, it's always some guys that you feel like could have made it or, you know, in this case in Tucker, maybe somebody you think snuck in a little bit. Um, but all in all, <laughs> look, seven, hey, look, seven it, pro it, bowlers. probably your name for Tucker. He's still, yeah, you know, it's probably yeah, on name. Yeah. That's, that's like I said, with Mika Fitzpatrick. And there's no shame in that. I mean, it's not like Tucker sucked this year. He right. just didn't have the Tucker type of year that we're used to having, especially yep. from 50-plus yards. Yep. Um, other than that, you know, uh, seven pro bowlers. A shout-out to all the young guys, the first-timers making it. Um, happy for Patrick Queen. Uh, happy yep. for Matt Abike, Kyle Hamilton, Linda Baum. Um, all of those guys, obviously Lamar making it, no surprise. We mentioned Tucker, um, and I'm trying and Roquan, Roquan, of mm-hmm. course. Um, you know, he he he's got to be on there. Uh, so yeah, I, I I thought they got it right for the most part. Uh, my favorite thing is is that you know that they released some statements and everybody's like, yes, thank you so much for the Pro Bowl. I ain't interested in that. Uh, hopefully, mm-hmm. we'll be at the Super Bowl and not be playing at the Pro Bowl. And I'm with them on that. So shout out to everyone that made the Pro Bowl. And again, yes, there was a Zeitler to me. Yes, is a huge swipe. But for the most part, I definitely think that they got it right. So um, congrats to all of the seven guys that were Pro Bowl eligible. Uh, We want to thank you all for listening. We'll be recapping the final game of the regular season uh, after the Ravens and Steelers game. So we'll talk about that and we'll talk about what to expect as we move into the playoffs on our next episode. We want to thank you all for listening. So from Cordell to me, this is Winning Drive. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.